Welcome to the latest episode of the Brush Builders Union podcast. I'm your host, Simon Berman, and general president of the Brush Builders Union. This month, I'm joined by the one and only Meredith Placco of Turbo Dork Paints. How are you doing, Meredith? I am doing excellent. Thank you so much for having me, Simon. Yeah, I wanted to speak to you for a while. Um, you know, when I started doing the podcast two years ago, uh, Greg, the other half of Turbo Dork, other half, I guess. Uh, yeah, but, uh, the other half. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he was one of my first guests. Um, he's uh-huh. also a member of the Brush Builders Union, and uh, we had a really great conversation. This was kind of early days for Turbo Dork. And a lot has happened in the last two years for for you guys um, and your company and the paints you make. And uh, you know, I, I'm really excited to hear from your perspective about it because you know you're, you're the other half of the company, um, not just you know about all these changes, but you know what it's like uh, working for Turbo Dork in a small miniatures paint company that's up and coming. Yeah, uh, if you had told me at any point in my life up into even six months ago that I would be one of the co-owners of a paint manufacturing company, I would have been like, "Ha, huh, okay, that's cool, I guess." Yeah, <laughs> but it is—it's—it's uh, it's amazing uh, how much I love doing this. Like I, I come from an entertainment uh, background. I started in radio, worked in television news, I've worked on camera behind the scenes. I've acted. I've always been in entertainment news production for 20 uh, plus years of my career. And I honestly am so happy. Uh, some of the, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm the happiest I've ever been, but it's up there. It's definitely up in the top three of coolest things I've ever done. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's quite the career path you've had there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I I mean all thanks to Greg. So so it's it's funny when we say uh, I'm the other half of Turbo Dork. It, it's not just that I'm the co-owner. Uh, I am also the Greg's fiance. Uh, that's that's a new thing. Uh, oh, congratulations! Here. Yes, thank you. Uh, he proposed to me uh, when I came back from filming a uh, a movie out here in Austin before we moved out to Austin. So <laughs> yeah, uh, I it's I I've been around the company since the very beginning. Um, you might even say I spurred him on uh, in getting this company off the ground, mainly because when he said, honey, I'm going to make some paints and put them on the internet for sale. I was like, yeah, don't quit your day job. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> <Yeah>. guess what? <laughs> he quit his no, day, it's job. Your day job. too. Yeah, <laughs> It is my day job too. So yeah, you know, for people who maybe haven't heard that first episode, why don't we talk a little bit about how Turbo Torque got started? Yeah, so uh, Greg, uh, my fiance, who uh, has worked in the photography industry for his entire career as a photographer and digitech and assistant, um, came up, decided about three years ago, I'd say, yeah, we're coming up on our third anniversary, that he wanted to make a purple metallic paint to paint uh, an Emperor's Children army from 30K. And in his year-long process of diving into and, and learning how to make paint, he came out with 16 colors. And uh, most of them metallics or what we, we call turbo shifts. They're these really awesome shifty material paints, pigments, uh-huh. paints, paints. And uh, he put them online and he's like, yeah, maybe I'll get a few pity sales. Maybe my mom or his mom will buy some and, you know, maybe just pay for his gray crack addiction. Sure. And within that first day of them going online, we so- nearly sold out and had a distributor one of the largest hobby distributors reaching out to us wanting to carry our paints. Yeah. Uh, So it was pretty much uh, from the get-go off to the races. And now we have 60 paints coming out soon to be 70 or we have 60 paints out soon to be 70. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, it's, it's just been a crazy, crazy thing. It, it literally started with Greg and myself in our artist loft in downtown Los Angeles, mixing paint in essentially like condiment bottles <laughs> when we uh, first started. I remember him telling me about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To now having a uh, full production warehouse uh, here in Austin and, and we do everything. Everything is done in house. We don't source anything out uh, for production. It's all made and created uh, by us and, and now our awesome employees. That's super cool. I mean, I, I think it's, it's, it's amazing to hear this kind of success story for a small hobby company. Um, you know, the, the industry is littered with, you know, companies that maybe make good products or um, have interesting ideas that never quite get traction and go anywhere. And it's so cool. That you, you know, um, TurboDork has, has become this, you know, small, small power in a corner of the industry. I'm I'm constantly blown away by it. You know, in the last few years of of my entertainment career, I worked uh, kind of nerd adjacent, doing um, hosting for like comic book, uh, film, film, uh, comic book shows, film and television, and uh, video games and general nerdiness. And so it's not like I'm new to the whole nerd culture. And I've been going to conventions sure. for 20 years, and and I've seen you know, people try and start things like this and, and, and not gain this sort of traction. And I, I mean, the only thing I can think is one, Greg is a genius. Uh, and two, uh, we are so blessed by just some really amazing people who love our product. Like I, every day I'm constantly amazed by the people who use Turbo Dork and inter interact with us on our various social media platforms and, and really champion us. And, and I'm just really grateful that we found such a great community to, to support us in our crazy ideas. It's cool because you, you do have a genuine community behind your paint brand, which I think is a little unusual because, you know, I mean, I think there's lots of very popular, like, you know, Citadel and Vallejo, you know, everybody loves those, but there oh, isn't, yeah. you know, there isn't a Vallejo community really, is there? No, not, not that I not, I mean, maybe, maybe in the more traditional artists, uh, sense of their paints, I would say, but no, it's, it's, it is completely unusual. You tend to see this sort of community rally around maybe certain games or certain personalities right. yeah. within, uh, but yeah, not, not so, but you know, if you think about it, the paint itself has so much personality, you know, it's true. <laughs> I mean, like bubblegum crisis and prism power and, you know, spicy meatball, like with names like that, I don't know. Yeah. You know, but I, 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 yeah, it, I am still amazed and neither Greg and I are like social media masters. We're not, you know, those are the, the whole social side of our careers. We never really put a lot of effort into. So, uh, we didn't even have a lot of a social presence to grow. Um, so I, I want to believe it, it came about organically and, uh, that's Rick, that's rad. That's just, really yeah. Rad. I mean, you know, speaking personally, I, I think, I think you guys make a great product. Um, I think, I think, I think. Um, I received a packet of your, of your promo stuff before you guys, before your, your official launch. And I remember thinking, oh, this is, this is really cool stuff. Um, <laughs> but I, I think the paint is just, it's great quality. Like you said, it, it has personality. You're, the, the way you choose your names for your paints is, is, is hilarious and memorable um, in a way that I think a lot of paint stuff isn't. Um, yeah. but I, there's just, there's just like fun about, about your products. Yeah. And I mean, that's, and that's, I think the biggest thing for us is that, you know, I, I used to paint miniatures back in the day when testers enamel were like oh, sure. all we had. Yeah. Um, and, and Greg comes from the 40 K thing. Uh, the whole 40 K world, I can come more for tabletop D and D, but I, I just, we want something that makes painting fun. 
and accessible. Like I want people who maybe aren't like the most amazing painters in the world to be able to put some of our paint on something and make it look magical. And I, I feel like the, the paint really does that. Like I am not a good painter by any means, but do I love painting those WizKid dragons with our paints because it makes them look so cool. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I think you guys kind of started with the, uh, the, the color shift, but you, you've, yes. you've expanded into more traditional metallics and, and other communities at this point, haven't you? Yeah. I feel like so in so many ways, like the color shifts, the turbo shifts, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's just, you know, if we're, if we're going to be in, in Europe at all, we have to, that is, that is a registered trademark of another company. So we will say turbo Understood. shifts. Understood. <laughs> um, but yeah, the turbo shifts uh, are really kind of like, I mean, I think they're great. I think they do some really amazing things, especially when you have like larger scale models, but they're the ones that get the attentions. But I honestly am so proud of our metallics because I don't know of another company that has the the breadth of metallics that we seek to put out there and i i like the turbo shifts for the wow factor but i like the metallics because of the depth it can bring to a model it's funny i was actually going to say more or less the same thing from from my consumer perspective um <laughs> in that that you know i have a bunch of your your turbo shifts which are very cool but they're they're, they're so they're kind of specific use right mm -hmm. like you know, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to probably pull out the same turbo shift on every army or, or on any army necessarily, or any project, right? Like you, 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 you buy a turbo shift with generally a specific idea to use it. Exactly. In hand. Um, and they're, they're really cool and fun. And, you know, and I often, I find myself thinking of things I would like to paint as an excuse to use them. Um, but when, uh, when you guys started making just the straight metallics about a year ago, um, you know, and, and, full, you know, full disclosure, you, you, I, I received a set of them. I was blown away by the quality of those metallics. Um, I'm actually I'm working on a, a, <clears throat> an army of uh, Stormcast Eternals right now, and I'm using exclusively your your metals for them, and it, it's just it's stunning the effects you can get. Oh, uh, is that from our True Metals line? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yes. I uh, I know I had fun. That was one of uh, one one of my first like product launches uh, when I really got more hands on with the company, and I did a lot of like. I just love that's all like the Wild West theme because uh, that's just yeah. such a nerd. I'm such a nerd for old westerns. So yeah, and I, I guess I'm 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 maybe I'll post a picture of the thing I'm working on right now. But you know, I'm using a base of um, bullion, and then I do a zenithal highlight of gold rush, and then I, I do a whole I do a wash of Reikland fleche, which is of course a citadel wash because mm -hmm. you guys don't make washes yet, and uh, <laughs> that's just a hint. Um, <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, then I'm going to uh, hand brush highlights of, I think, All That Glitters and Tin Star for, like, the Extreme yeah. Edge highlights. And I, I tested this out. I painted a Custodes for a friend of mine back in the spring using this scheme. Basically, as an excuse to finally use those paints. Um, and I loved it so much. I'm like, maybe I will do a whole Stormcast army like this. But it, it's such a great antique oh. gold. And I can't imagine getting this 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 really rich, uh, you know, lush gold that goes all the way up to, you know, a, a proper silver at the Extreme highlights with any other paint line. Yeah, I, uh, I, that was, I, I will say like the, the metals was one Greg worked really hard to develop because he wanted to fill the gap in terms of what, what golds and silvers were and weren't out there. And with, uh, with tin star, I will say it's the closest to chrome you're going to get in an acrylic paint. It is uh, shockingly bright. Yeah, you can't, you know, outside of if outside of having like a lacquer based paint, which is where you can get that true chrome effect. I have not seen uh outside of and greg worked really hard on that and i i think that's that's really awesome yeah and i love our golds i i think god what i've, I've been using um two cents a whole lot lately on some dragon underbellies 
that I actually should post online. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I mean, just to go back to Tinstar, I, w- I was really impressed by that one. Um, you know, I, the first time I, I, I was messing around with it, I used it to edge highlight, I don't know, some Necromunda dude's guns or something. And it, I, I was I was almost taken aback by how bright and sharp the the, the, the glint was on, on that, that finished paint, even hand-brushed. Um, I haven't used it through an airbrush yet, but I imagine it is just incredibly reflective. It, it is gorgeous. Uh, we've got some um, some Gundams in shop that I have my eye on, throwing a tin star on, just to see. And I think Greg Greg picked himself up a uh, Terminator uh, T-1000 figure. Oh, awesome. That he's going to do in, in tin star and then throw a wash on it. So I cannot wait to see that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I can really talk about I love these paints, you know, for a considerable amount of time. But, but again, for full disclosure, you know, um, Turbo Dork does kind of partially sponsor Brushworkers Union. Brushworkers Union members get a discount at Turbo Dork. But I, I really want to say the fact that I don't I don't do that kind of stuff unless it's a product I like and believe in. Um, and I, I, I really love uh, these metallics in particular. I mean, Everything you know you're making that, is cool. That means to me, like we, you know, like, you know, come, again, coming from like the, the entertainment, especially like writing for like geek.com and, and like CBR and stuff like that. I refuse to pay anyone to talk about our stuff, to be honest. That's not like, you know, I want people to talk about stuff organically. So hearing you talk about how much you love our product makes me really happy. And also one of the reasons we like to partner with you, because I mean, I want people who truly care about what we're doing. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think I think your stuff's great. I love I love the ethos behind the company. I, lo- I like you and Greg. Everyone, every, it, it just it feels good working with you guys, and I'm really Yay! happy to like you know have you on the podcast to talk about this stuff. We're just uh, dumb nerds. Aren't we all? <laughs> That's all. Yeah. I'm like, we're just you know, I just Greg just wanted to paint miniatures, and now the poor guy hasn't painted a miniature in like two years. Yeah, that's the, that's the pitfall, isn't it? Right? It's like, oh, the moment you make your passion or your hobby your career, you never do it again. Yeah, oh, but I mean, I, again, I think you know that, that that passion shows through in the in the success you're having with the company. Yay! Well, I yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully with this move now, uh, we'll actually be able to grow even more. Um, not not big. We don't want to be like some major corporation. That's not we're not about that life. But it's nice to be able to have like not, you know, making tiny, tiny batches of paint as needed and having some stock. And like we actually have a, a we make Fridays kind of like our uh, like paint and take day almost where, you know, we, we encourage everyone in the shop to like pick up a figure and learn airbrushing or learn painting with or without our paints. Just, you know, we really just are trying to like make it a day where we actually can have some down, down hobby time. Um, I I want to talk more about your new facility and your move. I want to hear more about like how you got more involved, more involved in in Turbo Door. Cause you know, like I said, you were, you were working in entertainment for a long time. Yeah, I what mean, was, I what think, was what was the catalyst to have you become this involved with the company? COVID, honestly. Uh, yeah. Uh, COVID nineteen. Um. So yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, that's that's, uh, good or bad. Um. So I, I had just wrapped with uh one production company, and I had also just wrapped on on a film I was working on, and this was uh god like early like like december 2019 uh january 2020 and back in february of 2020 i had just signed a really awesome like really would have been like a dream job for me uh hosting a whole new like series and doing interviews with like costume designers and touring all the different hollywood uh costume shops and and you know doing costume and film because that's that's my real passion there and unfortunately when we went into lockdown uh the the network um the digital network scrapped 
that project. And I was kind of like, well, crap, <laughs> what am I going to do? So, yeah. um, I, I kind of just, you know, told Greg, I was like, well, let me help out more with Turbo Dork. You know, at that point it had been him and, and two of his, uh, photo assistants, uh, who would work when they weren't doing shoots and then with COVID and, and the whole photo industry shutting down as well, you know, they were out of work. So, so he hired, you know, Richard and, and Victor on uh, to, to make paint. And then I just, you know, at that time I was really paranoid about COVID. So I wouldn't go into the shop that we had. We had like a little 300 square foot uh, sure. workshop, uh, but I decided to take reins and start doing everything from behind the scenes and got more involved with making the colors and experimenting and, and doing color theory and doing a lot more of our social media work and outreach um, and just just being more active uh, in, in general. And uh, we actually, it was, I mean, you know, so many people were home without something to do during the main part of COVID that, you know, our sales increased. We got to reach out to more people, uh, back some more projects. And, and it was really, I got to, I guess I got to know our community a sure. lot more and it, and it made me want to be more involved. Um, you know, I've, I've had, uh, a long career in, in, around the geek community, be it through cosplay or entertainment hosting or what have you. And I kind of thought I was like ready to set it all aside and I don't know, not, not like move on to boring things, but just, you know, figured I needed to find something, maybe go back to traditional uh, network news just to sure. you know, be able to make some money. But I really love the community and I just wanted to find a way to be a part of it. And I was like, all right, Greg, I'm, I'm willing to step up. And I also, you know, I, I saw how much Greg was putting on his shoulders. Uh, the, this turbo dork is his baby. Um, it is his passion and, and seeing, him go above and beyond uh to make things happen i just you know even if it was something as like you know i'll mix the tests and paint the test spoons i'll deal with uh you know our our retailer and and um distributor emails you know let me take some of that that workload off your shoulders so you can actually not eat sleep and, and breathe this like yeah. we have a thing now like after 6 p.m when we sit down to have dinner he's not allowed to respond to any customer emails you yeah. know <laughs> uh like like you know um but you know just just seeing him uh give everything to this company um which is a is always a blessing but there's there's always a, a flip side to that uh i knew that i wanted to be a part of it to not just because it, it fulfilled me but i wanted to make sure, you know, he had a healthy relationship to sustain and keep the company growing. Yeah, that makes sense. needs to grow. Yeah, so, so that's uh, how I got involved. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny how, you know, I think one of, one of the weirder silver linings to the, to the misery of the pandemic was, was what a boon it was to the hobby industry in a lot of ways, because everybody was sort of, you know, immediately forced to stay home. And a thing you can do when you're home is you can paint your miniatures. I know. How many people finally painted that army that had been sitting on the shelves for four years and they're like, I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, have, I have like three armies for three different games. You know, I still haven't played a chance to play it, even though I'm starting to play games again. Um, but I finally painted last year because, you know, wh why not finally paint, you know, my Team Yankee army or my, my Dust 1947 list I've been putting <sighs> off for, for two years or what have you, right? I know. I have some beautiful figures from Dust uh, that I have busted out and in primed and I cannot wait to get painting them because that I don't, I, some of the, some of our um, employees were, are thinking about maybe picking up the game, but I just, am I'm in love with those figures. They make 
uh, Gregoire, just, I don't know. That man is a genius and I love, I love, <laughs> love those figures. Yeah. Gregoire is actually a union member as well. Oh, yay. We yeah. love Gregoire. Yeah, me too. I've known, I've known Greg a long time now. Um, but yeah, Dust is a great game. I think it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and actually Gregoire has been posting, he's, he posts, he paints a lot of his models with just sort of like eclectic combinations of, of turbo doors because he loves your guys' stuff so much. I know. And it's, it's kind of why, like, I feel, I feel bad that I haven't had a chance to sit and, um, take a take uh, paint up any of his figures because i've been really inspired um i don't know if you're familiar with he's a scandinavian artist Simon stallenhog oh uh, yeah i, I am yeah, very familiar. Tales, yeah. yeah tales from the loop and uh i want to do like a whole bunch of the mechs from dust in that uh tales from the loop simon stallenhog oh um, yeah that'd be cool yeah so that's that's kind of my my next project that i've uh i'm working up towards doing that's rad, yeah. I'm excited, I'm, I'm excited to see you paint those up myself. Thanks. I'll, yeah. We'll see how they look when I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, you, you got more involved with the company over the course of the pandemic, and it sounds like you had, you had shot a movie in Austin previously, and uh, is, is that how you considered moving to Austin to move the company? Yeah. You know, that's that's a big move, moving from that, that yeah. Project Horseman LA lifestyle to Texas. Right. Yeah. So, so I'm, yeah, Greg is, Greg had been in LA, I want to say 12 or 14 years. I had only been there seven. I, I, uh, I was born in Minnesota, grew up in South Florida, went to college and worked in central Florida, uh, moved to Mobile, Alabama for a new station, moved back to Orlando, then ended up at Atlanta by way of New York, uh, working for NBC network news. And then in 2014, moved out to Los Angeles. Um, so living, in the South is not, uh, new for me, but I, yeah, I, I fell in love with Austin, uh, not just during filming. I had actually considered, uh, back when, when they were closing our bureau, um, for NBC, I had actually thought about moving to Austin back in 2014, but I figured, heck, I'm, I'm young enough, but, but young, young enough to, to still make the mistakes, but old enough to survive it. So I took the chance to move to LA, but, um, we uh we had been kind of talking about leaving LA for a little bit just you know I I love Los Angeles Greg loves Los Angeles but you can't own a home unless you're multimillionaire in yeah. Los Angeles or or you have a family who's going to gift you a home that they grew up living in and uh we just kind of wanted a change of pace with our life and and we also realized if we're going to make uh Turboduck the full like our full thing, we needed the place to grow. And really uh, what, what spurned the move was the building that we were leasing for production. It was, it was a warehouse down in Boyle Heights, uh, which is just kind of on the other side of the river from downtown Los Angeles. Uh, the, the, I put owner in quotation marks because he was not actually the owner of the building, but the person in which we were leasing this uh, unit from in this, complex of artists and other makers and and what have you um at one point just kind of disappeared just up and disappeared like back in november or december and the his partner kept the uh you know we we knew her she's like oh well dan just disappeared he might be dead we don't know but don't worry just keep just keep uh paying rent as usual and everything will be good and we'll be like okay whatever Uh uh fast forward to february March, March of this year. And um, Greg shows up at the office, uh, goes to open the door. Uh, His key doesn't work. There also happens to be a big security guard there. And uh, he's like, yeah, your key's not going to work. 
and he radios uh, to another guy uh, and says, oh, yeah, another one's here to let in. And over from across the way walks Dan the man who managed this building who we thought was dead and proceeds uh-huh. to tell Greg a whole story about how he had to leave to fake his death to get away from his ex-wife and paying child support. And that Holy he shit. back to, and I quote, Robin Hood the building, whatever that means. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that happened, and Greg got in, got a new key. Uh, Victor and, and, and Richard came in later that day, and um, we were like, we don't know what's going on. This is really weird. Uh, cut to three days later, there was what's called a cure and quit notice posted uh from the actual owner of the building which is just some random firm uh Uh you know unknown entities that said if you don't pay all this back rent and fix all these um you know safety issues uh we're going to start the eviction process uh and then dan was like oh no don't worry this is fake this isn't real this is just a trick uh Then that day, Victor and Richard and Greg moved everything out of our production office into a storage unit. We closed shop for one month and uh, decided, you know what? Maybe now's a good time to move to Austin. Wow, that is is truly bonkers. Yeah, it's uh, it's even it gets even weirder than that. There's uh, there were some other really great people in that building who have put out videos uh of the of the whole incident. But yeah, so that. That was kind of why we moved to Austin. Uh, luckily, I had been in talks with a really great uh, business park that had just been built um, here in town, and uh, we got in on that and found a rental house, uh, shockingly, in this market. And uh, while we were closed for essentially a month and a half to, I mean, just, I don't know, because where else we're going to make paint um, and mo- then move everything across halfway across the country. Uh, that is how, <laughs> that is how we ended up in Austin. So, wow. That is intense. Yeah. We had thought maybe 2022 we'd make that move Yeah, you know, with some time, maybe, maybe spend the money, build a house. Do some due diligence. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, we just, we just said F it, upped and moved. <laughs> wow. That, that's, that's, that's. That's fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? So that was our life. Uh, all of all of April, we were closed down. We we uh, I got in town on May first. Then Greg promptly flew back May second because we had we had come just with the cats because we have ten cats. Uh, and then um, Greg and Richard uh, packed all the actual Turbodork stuff into a truck truck while the house stuff was in moving cubes. And uh, then they drove. And then we were. It took us about a week and a half to set up shop, and and as of last week, we are caught up on all of our orders. That awesome. like any any big orders that were like you know thank I mean just again thank you to the community, thank you to our distributors and our retailers who were aware of the situation and like understood why we couldn't like maybe ha- you know why we had a lot of paint out of stock for a while, but we're all yeah sure we're all back up and running, and uh, that's a tale for I don't know maybe the next movie I do. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> that's some shit that we went through. <laughs> yeah, that's that's truly insane. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Cool. Well, now, now, I had to take so, a sip of water after that. <laughs> yeah, I get it. So now, well, now, now that you're installed in your new facility, also, what, what's the facility like? What's it letting you uh, do? 
Oh, it's amazing. Okay, we're in we're in a 2,000 square foot uh, warehouse. We've got this like really nice front of office space that uh, eventually it'll get decorated. But like the cool thing is, is that we we have the we have room. Before it was like workbenches and all of the paint making materials, and now we can just spread out. We actually uh, we've we lucked out in our our first two interviews. I I don't know, just the best people possible. Um, Jake and Pat, Jake, he comes from uh, like a business background and also a warehouse background. Pat, she comes from working in uh, with like toy, like one of the best like toy stores in town. And she also is an avid uh, like Formula One fan, which is super awesome. Uh, and they That's are cool. both just so effing great. And, and they have helped us just like get organized, <laughs> you know, just simple things like, like just if you walk into our shop and see how our paint is displayed is, is amazing for like uh, packing and shipping where before our, our pack, like all of the paint was produced in a warehouse in Los Angeles, but all of the, the, uh, what do you call the stock? Like all that and the shipping and packing was done from our loft. So now it's yeah. all in one place. I don't have to live with paint. It's really right. nice. <laughs> um, you know, we, we just, you know, we're just able to, to, to make more, you know, we're able to increase our production facility, our production time or our production batches. Um, you know, it's, it's just amazing. Um, we are, and, and, and the things that we're able to do in the future, uh, are really exciting in, in ways that I can't quite say how we want to grow, but it just gives sure. us the room to, to actually be a business, um, as opposed to just, you know, us kind of doing it out partially out of our house and partially out of a, out of a warehouse you yeah. know, before. And it's, it's just nice. It's nice to get up and, and, and leave the house and our whole seven minute drive to our warehouse. It's so close. It is so close. And, uh, and just go in and, and be in such a great environment. Like I, you know, I love coming. I, you know, I used to not want to go to the warehouse uh, again before for, for many reasons, but um, just because it was so stifling and, and claustrophobic, but just getting up and, and seeing the faces of, of the people who work with us. We also have, we, you know, we have two, two part-timers that we keep on rotation as well. And it's, I don't know, it's just like, it's like we're a real company now. Like we've always yeah. kind of been a real company, but we're a real company now. And it's awesome. You, you, you have infrastructure now. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a computer that's not mine or Greg's that we can right. do work from. <laughs> the company bought it. Yeah, it's it's just it's different. It feels it feels real. I guess like a step you upward. Know? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's neat. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty proud of us. Well, plucky company that we are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you certainly have overcome some some pretty wild adversity in the last you know six months <laughs> yeah. on top of you know the global pandemic. Right. <laughs> So yeah, so it's I don't know, it's just really cool, and we're we're really hoping, you know, as as things, um, you know, now that we're out of that like month and a half where we had to like buckle down and, and really yeah. just catch up on making paint. Now we're working on, you know, really tightening the the way the facilities look. We want to, you know, decorate the the front of office and and start doing like virtual tours, uh, for you know, so people can kind of like get an idea of like what's it like to work at Turbodor. We uh, yeah, we're hoping to like kind of do some more virtual tours. Uh, you know, coming from from the the video background that I do, I want to start you know hopefully filming some yeah. content as the kids like to call it these yeah. days. <laughs> Uh, you know, it just, just gives us the place to grow and do things, you know, maybe, maybe not like 
not, you know, maybe no Twitch streams, but hopefully we'll get the YouTube up and running and we'll, we'll definitely be doing more TikTok and, and Instagram videos and some fun stuff. Very cool. So what is it like to work at Turbo Dark? If I was to walk into your, your facility, what, what would I see? What, what happens there? How, how well, do you make paint? You, yeah, well, well yeah. Uh, it's, it's a super uh, secret scientific process that somehow only Greg manages to do. But it basically, Greg... Greg is the chemist and he is the master of everything. I don't want to call him a chemist. He's not actually a chemist. Please don't think that. But Greg, Greg will make actually physically make the paint, but then it goes on to a line in which uh, he, and by the way, like the other cool thing is Greg has like made a lot of the proprietary equipment that we use for oh, this that is process, cool. which yeah. is really cool. So he, um, you know, I don't want to give away everything, but basically sure. once the paint is made, it goes on to what we call a production line. None of it's automated. It is still human powered, but uh, you'd see, you'd see Pat and Jake uh, alternating where they pump the paint, fill the bottles, put the, put the little ball bearing in it, uh, cap the bottle. And then my favorite thing, my, my big purchase was we have a, we have an automatic label machine. Things the best thing in the world. I don't care what sort of job you do. If you produce anything on a bottle, get a bottle labeling machine. It's worth it's it. And we put it on the little machine and then it goes zoop, zoop, and it makes little noises. And then the paint falls into a bucket. And when then the paint in said bucket will go to uh, the paint bottles and said bucket will go to the shelf where they're all cataloged and organized. And we can then uh, pack the paint. We pull uh, retail orders or whatnot. They go in the shipping uh, containers uh, and then uh, postal service and UPS come to us. We don't have to go drop it off. They come to us. Isn't that the pick best? up the product. I know. And uh, and then it goes out the door to people. It's It sounds super simple. Um, it took us three years to get here. But yeah, it's, I mean, you, you'd really see like just, honestly, you'd, you'd see, it's not even organized chaos anymore. You'd see what almost looks like a real company. It's yeah. Kind of great. <laughs> It's awesome. almost like we know what we're doing No, but uh, it's, it's run. You know, we have a, we got one of those uh, Sonos speakers from Ikea. So every, every day someone gets to put on a new playlist. So, you know, we're usually jamming, um, talking, talking dumb nerd stuff. Yeah. Uh, I really wish more of our coworkers and I say coworkers instead of employees. Cause that's really what they feel like. But yeah, sure. I really wish more of our coworkers would, would get on the Loki band and watch Loki so I can talk to them about that. Huh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's honestly like, it's a chill. It's, I, I, I don't want to be like, oh, we're such a good company. haha. No, it's like, a, it's just a really cool, chill place. Um, I, you know, I don't like conflict or drama or, or stressful situations. And that's why, like, I really love going into work because I, I feel like, well, one, we're all vaccinated. So, you know, and we all take COVID very seriously. Sure. We're in Texas. Um, but, uh, you know, so it's nice to see people again. God, yeah, that's really isn't nice. it weird. Yeah, it's so weird. It's super weird. But yeah, no, you would you would just kind of see a bunch of people like making paint for the first half of the day and then packing paint and then maybe just I don't know. We're we're all getting uh, into like remote control cars and we're thinking about building maybe like a course in the open part of the warehouse so we oh, can sick. start having races. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of like like think like a tech two company, but paint making also cool people does that actually sense? cool people yeah no yeah, like I get actually it. cool people yeah yeah, yeah. not like, are you, are not you like hiring? People from, 
I know, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> we were, and we might be actually, I, I mean, where, where there are some, there are some things that hopefully by next year, um, you know, the, the, we never want to be a big, you know, our, like, it's funny. One of our, um, employees asked us when, when we interviewed him, like kind of, he's like, where do you see your company in, in five years? And that was such a good question. I love, yeah, I, I ask great. questions. I know I ask questions like that. And, and, you know, the thing is, is we never want to be like a big corporation. We, we want to be a small and family friendly co- company. And, and something that's important to me is, you know, um, I, I strongly believe that people should be paid well well more than what society thinks their worth is. I think people need to be paid more than a living wage. Sure. And I'd rather have uh, less employees who can make more money and actually afford to live a, a life, uh, but maybe it means a little bit more work on all of our parts, um, as opposed to like everyone kind of wears different hats. We don't just have one one person who bottles the paint, one person right. who ships. We all kind of take that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it'd be kind of nice to maybe have like 10 or 15 people tops when when we see the total vision of where we want this company to be and, and everyone to to truly, you know, feel like they're invested in the company. Um, you know, some I again, I come even though I come from this like on air and producer um side of things, I, I think the reason I've always eschewed a more quote unquote traditional office job is that I don't like how people are treated. And I I want anyone who works for us, with us in any capacity to feel uh, that they have some sort of ownership in what they produce. And and that's, I'm really happy to know that, that Greg and I are bringing that, even if it's just a handful of employees right now. And I hope that's something we can continue as we grow. And that's kind of just like my my real vision for the company, regardless of what we're producing, how much we're producing. I, I just want us to be a company that, you know, we value a lot of uh, policies and politics that people might say, uh, you know, well, if you're just bottling paint or working in a warehouse, you should be making $15 an hour. And I don't I don't believe that. I don't you know, if, if the average price of a house now is half a million dollars, I mean, you know, I think people need to be making enough to at least in 10 years, they can afford to buy a house. I mean, I'd like to give it more than that. But, you know, if you're 20, I don't expect you to buy a house off the bat. But, you know, I want people to I want people to make enough to live and not just live paycheck to paycheck. Um, anyways, this is dumb narrative philosophy of business. No, I think I, I bring think, to the table. I think it's really cool that, you know, you're you're you're, you're taking the company and you're, you're putting your, your personal ethics first. Um, and to how your employees are treated, you know, in, in, in a lot of ways before, you know, the, the, the necessary profit of the company. I think that's part of why, in a roundabout way, why people have responded as much as they have to TurboDork, because, you know, the, the ethics and people behind it are obviously they, they care about their company and the people they work there and the stuff they make. And I think that all shows yeah. through. I'm glad because, you know, and, and, and one of the things we've been a little... Maybe, you know, I think when it's just the two of us, Greg and I have always been hesitant to do any sort of like cause celebrity. Um, but, you know, I am a bisexual woman and, you know, we have a really awesome, diverse uh, group of people who work with us now. And it felt really good. You know, we did a pride flag post with our paint where maybe two years ago we didn't feel like we could do that without maybe offending people. But it's nice to know that, like, we can kind of let you know, let even post something like that, like I, it, where I, I might've even been so reticent, like, oh, well, I don't want to cause any controversy, but like, it's dumb things like that, that like, you know, I, I want to say like, really our, our employees are giving us the strength to maybe like speak out a little bit more and, and let a little bit of our, you know, 
personal uh, beliefs come through. Sure. Um, I mean, it's hard for me, me as an individual to not bring activism to anything I go, but um, it is nice to know that I can continue to do good things with this company that we're growing. Yeah, that's very cool. Very gratifying, I'm sure. Um, so let's talk about what, what, is, what does the future hold for Turbo Dork? Let me just talk about it a little bit. You, you had kind of hinted maybe that you, you have a line of 60 paints, but maybe it's going to be 70. We're going to take over the world. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, so, yeah, in the immediate future of Turbo Dork, uh, I would be on the lookout for 10 new colors. We tend to, uh, you know, we, we released 10 last year, and we have 10 more uh, already locked in. They're, they're already ready to go. Uh, five new color shifts and five new metallics. And um it's i i'm really excited so we one of the uh, one of the metallics that uh greg came up with is called bee's knees and it might be a, a and that's a little hint to maybe what the collection is um but uh it's this beautiful honey uh yellow and and one of the the colors that is incredibly hard to make in paint is yellow because yellow just doesn't have a lot of good coverage to begin yeah. with uh, but this is this is a really pretty like I you know it's it's definitely not like school bus yellow it's not a bright yellow it's almost got like a gold sheen like if you if you paint it over black it ha almost has like a luminous yellow gold but over white it just it it looks like a little bumblebee it's just so so awesome and it's going to complement four other colors in a set that if we had eight metallics i'd i'd say it'd be called super eight but uh okay. alas <laughs> uh, just just an idea of the the little retro throwback uh theme that we're going with with the metallics um and and in terms of the turbo shift that's coming out uh i this is a color that greg worked on last uh, year and a half ago, worked on it again, kind of shelved it because he was never really sure about it. When, when we brought the, the swatches out for, for our employees to take a look, Pat, she saw it and instantly said that color needs to be in a line. And she championed and, and made uh, some really amazing, like just, you know, uh, reasoning as to why this color needs to be out there. And it is called Rainbow Roll. And it is a black silver base with the color of the rainbow in it. And it is a weird color. And I don't know how many 40K in, in like smaller scale miniature people are going to get a kick out of it. But think about it on anything larger scale or Gundams. Yeah. It is really cool. It is a, a holographic treat. And, Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I can't wait to show these off because rainbow roll to talk about rainbow roll and to see it are two completely different things, but it is, it is really fun. And it's really out there. It's almost like uh, static on an old TV, but if it were colorful, that's really cool. Yeah. So, uh, so that's, those are two of the, the, the colors I can exclusively announce. Yeah. On, you heard it here um, first folks. Yes. You heard it first. Uh, but yeah, but we do have 10 coming out um, later this, this fall. So, um, Very cool. yeah, I'm really, I'm super excited. Yeah. I can't it, wait to uh, see them. Yeah. I, I can't wait for you to play with them. That'll be fun. Actually, here, here's, here's a, here's a follow-up question to that. Um, do you find that these days, you know, when you, when you, when you guys are making up new colors or conceiving new colors, is it more that you're finding individual colors or are you thinking of them as parts of lines? 
Uh, we, we find individual colors. Uh, the color shifts are, are definitely more individual, but when it comes to the metallics, especially since I put out my, um, my, my baby and one of my first, uh, my first design or, uh, experiments was the, um, Omakase collection. The Those down. are really cool. Thank you. I yeah, really, you, you... it was, go on. Oh, I was gonna say, you, you guys sent me a, a complimentary set last fall and I, I, I have, I, 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 I'm, Spray painted. I, I airbrushed some of them, which is on some like sprues and stuff to see what. And they were, I was, they were super cool. I haven't quite figured out what project I'm going to do, but I'm, I'm always thinking about them. Every time I look over my paint racks, I'm like, oh yeah, I should, I should find some new miniatures just to use those on. You know, and honestly, um, one of the the benefits of developing them is they're, uh, they're also a great highlight to some of our more traditional metallic or our oh, yeah? colored metallics. Yeah. So, I mean, I myself like pastels, of course, uh, cause I like anything cotton candy like, but it, you can use them. So like, uh, say, say you've got taro is a great highlight to people eater or Magaro will highlight really nicely for cool ranch. Um, same with, uh, you know, if you wanted to use, um, excuse me, Yuzu as a highlight for not just uh, Pucker, but I found Yuzu highlights really well with any of our yellow-orange based shifts, so like on um, Afterburner and Radium. So uh, it works as a really nice highlight uh, to Radium. Uh, funny story about Radium and Electrum. Uh, when, we ma- when we made those the first time, we put the wrong labels on and forever, the Radium was always meant to be what is in the bottle of Electrum because radium is a green color and, uh-huh. radium, and, and, and unfortunately when we labeled them, they just went out wrong. And so oh, forever no. they're going to be mixed up anyways. That's just a funny tur- turbo dork trivia, but <laughs> yeah, so you, you can, uh, you can use those, but back in terms of creating collections, uh, I do like to come out with, uh, the metallics, at least in a theme. I, I like to think about how can they all be used together? Um, or how can they at least, you know, how can I make a really cool uh, promo graphic for it? Uh-huh. <laughs> so the new painting come out later in the year. With uh, with the pandemic in the U.S. at least maybe starting to abate somewhat, do you guys see yourself doing going back to conventions anytime in the near future? Yeah, actually, we're, we're pretty much on track to do LVO next year. Assuming oh, nothing changes, we, we plan on all of us being at LVO, which, which will be super fun. I, I love LVO. Uh, it's such a great show. We were possibly considering doing one in September, but it just, you know, with, with Delta variant and yeah, even sure. though, even though we're all vaccinated, uh, we're just seeing too much breakthrough. So I think by hopefully by January, things will abate a bit more, but yeah, this, it's barring like nothing crazy happening. Uh, look for us at LVO. Awesome. Maybe Adepticon. I would like to do Adepticon. I definitely would. If nothing else, send send Greg and some other people. Sure. The bigger the bigger shows are, are difficult unless uh, unless anyone in the Austin area knows a really good pet sitter. That's what we need. So. All right, we'll put the word out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So yeah, so I'm looking forward to hopefully maybe meeting you guys in person maybe sometime next year at a convention myself. Yeah. Uh, your your uh, what what uh, shows do you like to go do? Uh, you know, I'm a. I, <laughs> Last year was supposed to be the year I figured all of that out, which shows I'd be going to professionally for brush. I, I, I usually go to Gen Con in some capacity because I, I do freelance RPG writing as well. Um, often I end up there for a client or I've done brush as you need other people's booths. I sort of was a sublet before, but I'm, I'm, I was supposed to figure all that out last year. And then, of course, there were no conventions to happen and uh, everything's still sort of a little chaotic. So I'm, ho- I'm hoping to be at, at Adepticon um, and Gen Con at least for, for BWU and then some local conventions in the Seattle area. Oh, nice. Um, like, I'll definitely be at OrcaCon in the Seattle area um, oh, in cool. January. 
But uh, I, I, I nailed down my convention schedule yet, and it's starting to stress me out that I haven't. So I'll be thinking about that soon a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying LVO is a great little show. Should it is. I've, I've been there before. It is a cool show, um, and it's close, but uh, we, sh- we shall see. Yeah, we're, Adepticon's the one on the East Coast, right? Uh, Chicago area. Oh, it is Chicago. Oh, well, heck, I love Chicago. I totally do. I would do Adepticon in a heartbeat. Chicago's it's a great place. show. It's, it's, it's yeah. the best miniatures convention in the world. Is it? Okay. Yeah, well, absolutely. Then, then I will, since since one of my many jobs now is uh, putting deciding what conventions we go to, I'm going to add that to our list. Right on. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'll let you go. But before you do, I just want to say thank you again for working with the BWU. If you're listening, uh, if you're a Brushwaters Union full member, you get a 10% discount on Turbo Dork's web store. And uh, you'll be getting a 10% discount by showing your membership book at Turbo Dork Convention Booths when those start happening again. Um, I want to thank you again for doing that for us because uh, I think a lot of our members have really appreciated it. Heck yeah, I'm I'm so happy. I think uh, I don't know, I love I love your podcast, and I'm really happy we all found each other. Yeah, for sure. It's it's been a, it's been a blast. I think Ross Thompson may be behind that to some degree. Yeah, Ro- of course. Okay, let's just give a huge shout out to Ross Thompson. Yeah, we made Turbo Dork the way uh, the way we are. So Turbo Dork uh, and Ross uh, BFFs forever. I love Ross. He's great. Yeah, Ross is a good good dude. I, I, it's funny because I feel like every third episode of my podcast ends up with ends with a shout out to Ross because he's so <laughs> he's such a mover and shaker and like the 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 intro, like, hey, you got to meet these people. Oh, you you should know her, you know, etc. And he's, he's done so, so for the industry. So genuine about yeah. it. That's what I love about him. Like, there's never I don't know. You know, you meet a lot of people in Los Angeles and and okay, yeah, Ross is just you know south of LA, but great great dude. Um, really wish I got to know him better when we we're out there. Honestly, it's like all the people I want to hang out more now that I left LA. Yeah, of course. That's always, always how it goes, right? How it goes. Cool. So, sorry, well, I, I, my, my th- computer just said like dropped connection server and I was like, oh no, what's wrong? But I think it's okay. I think we're good. Okay, um, cool. Well, thank you again so much for having me. Uh, that was super fun. And yeah, I guess uh, I guess I'm gonna get back to looking at conventions now. Now that you've you've put uh, Adepticon in my head, so now I have to go uh, spend the rest of my Saturday afternoon figuring out how to get us there. <laughs> awesome. Well, if you figure it out, let me know because I'm still figuring it out myself. <laughs> Will do. Cool. All right, Meredith. Thanks again. Um, we'll talk to you soon. Looking forward to seeing your new paints this fall. Thank you so much. The Brush Builders Union is a community of like-minded miniatures gamers dedicated to playing their games fully painted and supporting one another in their craft. Brushwilders Union is here to help you stay on track with tools and a community of fellow painters to encourage you in your journey. Take the Union Pledge and learn more at brushwildersunion.com.